Welcome to Fly Cool Shit, the show where Jeff Petro and Mark Pollard talk about aerobatics, unique airplanes, aviation news, and so much more. Hey, pilot, you're cleared to enter the box. Smoke on. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Fly Cool Shit, powered by Lift Aviation. I'm Mark. And I'm Jeff. What's up? What's up, dude? Oh, you know, just uh, not flying and everybody watching everybody else fly. (laughs) Yeah. um, You're you're getting bad weather and you're probably going to get, so you're probably going to get uh when i say bad what when i say uh I'll, I'll say marginal weather i don't mean marginal vfr i mean like days you might you might get some sporadic days where you can fly but are you coming into march you've got to be getting towards the end of maybe what maybe another month of of like bad yeah. weather i think so like we're getting into march so in march it's you can get like 60 degree days and then you can get 30 degree days. So you yeah, kind yeah. of like hit and miss. Yeah. Um, and it seems like the seasons are pushing a little bit. Like it stays colder longer and it stays warmer, like more into the fall here for some reason. It's just the way it's okay. working. Um, but yeah. And then like all of a sudden, like these training camps are coming out. I have to leave in less than two weeks. To yeah. I saw the like text with, with Rob asking about that. And it's like, yeah, um, I have, you know, bourbon had an early camp. That was kind of not just for the team, but it was like, I think more of an open camp. It seemed like when anyway, together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you guys have, you know, an unlimited team camp, like, uh, like a, I say sanctioned camp, but basically an official team camp coming up, which is yeah, crazy. It's so. like, dude, it's here. Yeah. Full-time yeah. job is here, baby. And I just been doing like, a little bit of walkthroughs here on the ground because you can't fly really. And my plane came out of annual and I got to retie my mag. How did, how did the annual go besides the, uh, the mag? Not bad. Um, didn't really have anything. I replaced the stick bearing. Cause you know, over time with the extras that stick, how you get like a little bit of slap. Like remember we yeah. saw the, uh, the one in nationals where it was like, clank, oh, clank, 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 clank. That was like throwing a hot dog down a hallway. I've never seen, I'm not even kidding when I say I've never seen an extra that bad ever. Yeah. So, um, replace the stick bearing, um, and nothing else major. Oh, I did the motor mounts, new motor mounts. Nice. Pumped about that. And, uh, what'd you, what'd you go with? Uh, Barry. Yeah. Yeah. Barry mounts. And, um, yeah, not going with everything's pretty good. It's just getting, I went out and got like a, uh, they had a, a pretty significant RPM drop and like some rough running on uh, my left mag and then checked the plugs, obviously, and um, everything was pretty much fine with them. So um, did um, I just out of curiosity, did um, did your plugs get regapped at annual? Because I have a funny story that might might relate to this. No, we need to. They're brand new plugs. Remember, I had that that spark plug issue where the uh, uh-huh. ex- one of the plugs exploded. That was only like yeah. fifteen out, fifteen to twenty hours ago. Okay, so, so yeah, yeah, your plugs are yeah, yeah, they're pretty new. Yeah, we had a. Uh, uh, we're coming up on annual in April, but uh, last annual, I I had maybe 
I mean, I run pretty, I'm pretty militant leaning everywhere uh, did, with yeah. this airplane. Um, and I could, I could count on one hand and have fingers left over the times I've ever fouled, had a fouled plug on run up um, in the, like the, shit, man. I think, I think I'm coming up on five years of being with this airplane. That's crazy. Um, and last annual, uh, our mechanic was like, Hey, the, you know, the plugs are gapped pretty wide. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to get, I'm going to gap them to like the narrower end of the spec. And I think we talked about this a while ago, but, um, I was like, okay, like I would think that would cause more or have a, a higher, um, you know, likelihood of fouling a plug. And he's like, no, it shouldn't, shouldn't be an issue. Well, since then it's like, dude, I'll get a fouled plug every fourth flight where you, you drop the mag and just huge backfire. Like Jesus Christ, dude, like this airplane sounds like a piece of shit. Um, and it was because of the gaps on the, on the plugs being, being brought into the kind of the narrower end of the, of the tolerance. And so that's why I was curious if, if, uh, maybe you regap the plugs and and they're now having this issue. They're uh, pretty stock still. I mean, they're like brand new. So, uh, and you went I Tempest, right? And yeah, we went Tempest, massive electrode, mm-hmm. and you know, we put them on a spark plug tester. When I had that mag, the uh, uh, bad drop in on the uh, left mag and everything, I took them, I took every plug out and re, you know, recleaned them and put them on a tester and made sure everything was sparking right and it was all good. So. Um, I don't know, maybe a little piece of sand got in it from when we sandblasted them, you, you know, when you clean them. That could be. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it's just something's minimal that I don't want to kind of turn into something big or have hurt me in the air. It was absolutely it was 50 degree day here, which is very rare in February. So I taxied all, taxied out and did the run up and it was like at the other end of the uh, airport, the runway they were using too. So it was a fucking long ass taxi. Fucking taxi of shame. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have to come back. Yeah. Uh, well, we're we're over two, my friend. Um, yeah. I, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat, or or at least a similar boat. So you got your plane most back. plane is back. It it uh, came home yesterday. Um, I'm on call all week for for the for the real job. Um, so I wasn't able to go down and ferry it back. But uh, one of the partners uh, or two of the partners went down and and one ferried it back. Um, and it's a beautiful day today absolutely gorgeous and i get it at like i don't know i think it was like 5 30 in the morning I, i've been waking up super early that's an that's a whole other uh topic but uh i, I was up today at like 4 30 in the morning just like ready to go like seven i went to bed super early but like dude i, I was like ready to go I'm like okay so I'll make coffee and stuff and then i i get a, a text it's like you have a notification crew notification i'm like damn it like they put me on a trip so I look and it's like not till the evening. It's like not not till like a 5 p.m. departure. I'm like, oh, cool. I still have the whole day to fly. Sun's starting to come up. I'm like, oh man, it's it's gorgeous out. Like today's gonna be a beautiful day. Getting pumped. Getting pumped. My oldest daughter is at fifth grade camp. So she doesn't come back till tomorrow. So we're just have one kid right now. Life is easy, although uh last week my wife Emily got COVID and was sick and kind of down for the count for a few days, but wasn't a bad bout or anything like that. Um, on the on the kind of on the men now, she's back to work already. Um, and then I started kind of feeling crummy. And I actually, you could probably hear it in my my nose a little bit. I'm a little nasally, little funny. I've been testing, testing negative. Yeah. Well, three days ago, 
yeah, yeah, today's Wednesday. Monday, um, our youngest calls us uh, from school. It's like, hey, I don't feel well. I want to come home. I'm like, okay. Comes home. My head hurts. My throat hurts. I feel a little dizzy. And Emily's like, you know what? Let's test you. Sure as shit, COVID. So, Are you kidding me? No. Um, but, you know, the, the, the rules, the way everything is now, um, she was able to go back to school with a mask. And so yesterday... She wakes up. She's like, I feel great. I'm like, okay. You know, like as long as you feel like you can go to school, you just got to wear a mask, but yeah, mask up and, and see ya. So she, she did, um, was totally fine this morning wakes up. I don't feel well again. I feel a little dizzy and I'm like, motherfucker, dude, like I was going to go fly. It's the most beautiful day I've ever seen. It's absolutely perfect out. The airplane's back. It's been gone for months. And, uh, yeah, uh, she's inside playing with, uh, kinetic sand and, uh, drawing pictures because she stayed home. You couldn't have just like locked her in the car while you went flying. Oh, dude. So I'm in a group chat with, uh, our partners. Right. And I, I had the airplane on the schedule and I, I texted, I was like, I was like, Hey guys, like I, I, I booked the airplane at nine o'clock, but my kid's home from school. So, uh, you know, if you guys want to have it, have at it. And, uh. <laughs> One of one of the guys like, dude, just bring her to the hangar. Like, she's so chill. Like, you give her an iPad, like, lock the hangar if you feel worried about it. And so I text Emily and I was like, hey, I was supposed to go fly the airplane today. I haven't flown it in a long time. I was really excited. Uh, and I have a but trip. I really, really want to go. <laughs> yeah, like I really, I just really, really want to do it. And I was like, hey, can I bring her to the hangar? And uh, you know, I'll, I'll secure it so it's it's closed. Nobody can get in. And and she could bring books and 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 it'd just be a quick flight. And literally, like I'm thinking, like I'm not that crazy for texting this. Like this isn't bad parenting, right? This is people do this, you know. It's not crazy. And her response, I forgot what her response was, but it was basically like, "Are you out of your fucking mind?" <laughs> She's like, "You will like- absolutely not take my daughter and lock her in a cold hangar while you go fly." I'm like. <sighs> All right. What if you like? What if you left your phone on Facetime for her, and she could just stare at your kid while you go fly? I mean, the air bad ideas are long. They're like twenty minutes long. No, so I was like, I was just gonna go for a quick flight and shake the rust off a little bit, you know. Um, but I mean, you can even like it. tie her to the chair, and then or tie her to something she wouldn't go anywhere. That's what I was saying. Like, uh, no, like you know, you get a hundred pound weight, and you just kind of like you chain her up. You put a you know a bowl of water out. They don't need food. That often, you know, you feed them a couple of times a day, but like water. Okay. That's fair. Put some water nearby and, and an iPad. And it's like fucking good to go for hours, you know? Exactly. A whistle, you know, just in case. Yeah. What's your, what's your problem, Emily? God. God so helicopter parent. what a helicopter parent. I know. I know. Old sticker, old stickler for the, uh, the legalities, you know? Yeah. So when so, are you apply next, like how long is your trip? Well, I'm honestly like, and this is the other thing too, is like, I wasn't feeling a hundred percent. Um, I've tested and I've, I've tested twice and I'm negative. So I think I'm, I think my body's probably fighting it, you know? Um, yeah. so I just a little bit of a, you know, kind of a scratchy throat, a little bit of a nose thing, just a little bit kind of feels a little heady. Like, a you know, when you have that like sleepy eye feel, you're yeah. just like, I'm just not a hundred percent. So, um, I don't, I don't know. I make, I may actually not go to work 
I'm not sure I'm feeling because if this gets any worse, I would suck to be on the road and and like get full blown sick. But yeah, you'd be um, like a super spreader. Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of thinking I may not. I got to see how the day. You know, I, I got a, a couple more hours, so I'll I'll kind of see how it goes. But if I end up calling in sick and maybe I feel better and on Friday and I don't get any calls, I'll I'll, I'll try to go fly Friday. But yeah. here's the other part: is that it's supposed to rain tomorrow, Friday, and Saturday. So um, today was really kind of that golden that Goldilocks opportunity to do yeah. something. Okay. So it is what it is. You know, I, I'm such a, uh, I don't know if you can relate to this. I'm sure you can, but like, I'm such a, uh, my mindset is very funny. Like I don't think long-term in anything like, <laughs> you know, Emily's like, you know, what about like, you know, let's, let's, let's start a fund where we just put a little bit at a time in like 15 years from now, we'll do something like that. I'm like 15 fucking years from now i won't even be yeah. alive in five years so what are we doing here I'm, I'm just like let's blow it all let's blow out lamborghinis and ferraris extras let's go yes. and then i'll just yes. die in like four or five years you know um join an aerobatic team that's one good way to blow your money there you go yeah just, just blow it dude just this is it man just peak this is peak everything right join an aerobatic team and and then you fizzle out and then die you know that's 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 just how everybody wants to go yeah that's um, that's the dream. So a little bit, I'm like really bummed. I it just, it, I walked outside this morning with my coffee and I was like, this day is perfect. It's 60, yeah. 66 degrees right now. No breeze, but just like kind of a, that cool, crisp spring air, but with sun. So like, you know, like when you, when you get uh, in, into the greenhouse of a, of a extra, like it's going to feel just perfect. You know, especially yeah. up at Alta, you go to, you know, 3000 feet or something like that. And it's just like, oh, this is great. The performance, the airplane's going to climb like a rocket ship and you're not going to be too hot and you're not going to be cold. Yeah, and it's not windy. It's just buddies. absolutely perfect. Yeah, dude, here's here. Okay, here's another kicker. I tried to think of my hangar number today. Granted, I've switched. We've switched hangers. So, yeah, I literally am like, I don't rem- I I could I could easily drive to it, of course. But it's like been so long. I don't remember the hangar number. It's pathetic. Yeah. I might be getting senile, but that's, that's a talk. That's a whole other podcast. But, um, yeah, I was literally like, well, I, I, I called Emily. I was, I was throwing a little bit of a tantrum. I was like, you know what? My life's over. Today was the last day on the planet to fly. It was perfect. The airplane's back. I'll never fly again. So yeah. whatever, you know, fine. You're not going to let me lock my kid in a, in a dark hangar. You know, I guess I'll just never fly again. Is that what you want? She's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> So <laughs> yeah so I, you, you know it know is what it is. it is to have an aerobatic plane and not fly it god that's well that's the thing is like i actually got excited i was like i'm juiced dude i'm just gonna go to the hangar and, and freaking rip it up a little bit ring it out I, I need to ring myself out i like i you know you really have to worry about tolerance i don't have to worry about right. tolerance a whole lot but my tolerance dude, is i shit. haven't flown in three months maybe more than that mm-hmm. and i'm supposed What's to ironic? Go, like why was do you the think, best in the country right now? Like, what? do you think our airplanes kind of had sympathy pains? Because that's we sent or we I we downed the airplane. Let me look at the last time I flew it. I was the last one to fly it before we ferried it down, and that was just a test. Um, we did we did some maintenance on it, and um, forgot what we did: fuel pump, tires, and the Laneager bolts. Yeah, and and, and I was yeah. like, 
I'll test it before we ferry it down to get the composite work done. That was 1127. Yeah, Holy so shit. Today's the 20th, 28th. Yeah. So three months. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Friday's supposed to be nice. So I'm hoping I can go out there tomorrow, fix whatever I got to fix, you know, and, um, and then Friday fly. Let me ask you this. Do you set, do you set a, uh, like for these camps, do you, do you look at how many camps you have before? Well, in this case, whack, and then it'll be your first whack as an unlimited pilot. But like, do you set out, like, is there a roadmap? Does Rob say, Hey, okay. Like we're going to do four camps or five camps. Do you try to parcel it out to where like you do certain, you have certain goals for each camp or is it literally just like, Hey, I'm still working on the figures. Here's what I'm struggling with. You bring kind of a notebook of, of shit. You want to, you know, somebody to get eyes on, you get eyes on it and then go from there. Or do you really, do you really break it down um, further than that for a camp? Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, it's so to answer your first question, they do a camp one camp per month, it seems for and it's my first time going at this. So but what I've heard in the past too, it's usually one camp per month leading up to uh going to worlds. And then your other questions look like what do we do there? Um you know, it's kind of weird this year. Um, it seems because we're having three different coaches in so the first camp is with uh, Nicholas Ivanov. The second camp is with Francois Lovat and then Coco and then Coco. And yeah. um, for me, like I have a shit ton to work on. Um, so I think that like my ability is going to have a little bit more of a drastic trend up because, you know, like when you, when you learn, you move into a category, you're learning a lot of new things, not necessarily well, but you're, you're making kind of, uh, larger strides in yeah. your ability. Sure. So like, I can't wait to be surrounded by um, not only these phenomenal coaches, but you know, uh, these team members that are just, you know, just as good and have so much to, to offer. So for me, it's great, but for yeah. somebody that's like a s obviously seasoned, like, you know, like Rob and, you know, Goody, Craig, all those guys, um, you know, I, I did ask the question, like, you know, is there, like, what can I work on leading up to this camp? You know, besides yeah. everything. Um, so there, we didn't really get a booklet or say an email of being like, okay, like camp one, we're gonna work on like, you know, this seems to be what judges really are are have been nicking you guys a lot um, in prior competitions. You know, whether it's say it's like you know three outside flicks the tail slides or something like that. We really want to nail these. You know, there hasn't been that. So it might be like, you know, with, with Nicholas Ivanov for the first camp, like he's never, I don't think he's ever coached at, or coached, critique, whatever you want to call it, anybody on the team. So the yeah. first day, or at least I would say the first day, you know, the first couple of flights of flying in front of somebody new, like they got to kind of figure you out. And like, that's really hard to do, even with like one day, I feel like a full camp and then you got the person figured out. So, you know, from a broad spectrum, I think that I'll benefit the most from, from this camp because I have a lot to work on. So sure. like my mistakes are going to be really, you know, egregious. And, um, but for some, yeah, but like, your, your improvement will be really egregious too. That's probably a, a like right. the, kind of the fun side of that, obviously for you, but even for the, for your teammates of watching somebody, you know, enter the category and then have this, this kind of, uh, you know, Clint, 
it literal and figurative clinic, you know, you're going to be surrounded yeah. and immersed in, in this high level flying, like to, to see you improve would be really fun for them. I would imagine. Yeah, hopefully. But like, you know, take a guy like Craig, like I think Craig is a phenomenal unlimited pilot. I really like yeah. the way he flies and, you know, he's been flying the category for, for a good amount of time now. And he's, he's really, you know, honed it really well. And, you know, he's going to fly in front of Ivanov and like, you know, he, I'm sure that the, Craig is always working on something, but how is somebody like Ivanov going to take a guy that's got eight years of, or more, sorry, probably more. I don't, I don't know exactly in the category, you know, flying really high level and limited yeah. and tell him to like possibly do something opposite or completely different than what he's doing. And then only have seven days with them and then move on. So like maybe, you know, as I'm answering my own thoughts here, Maybe he'll work on, you know, presentation mostly, which is what I would assume, you know, things yeah. like that. Like, and I can't imagine at like that level the technicalities of the figures. That's yeah, it's going to happen. I mean, I can't imagine, you know. Yeah, and I, I uh, to echo what you said about Craig, like every time I've seen um, him fly, I love I loved watching him at nationals, love watching the feeds. Uh, I, he's somebody that I always kind of perk up and want to watch because he, he's a fantastic pilot. Um, yeah, I would imagine to watch. super exciting to watch. And, and uh, you know, he, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's on that. He's kind of on that list, quote unquote. You know what I mean? I mean, he's really, you know, he's one of the best pilots in the country for sure. And uh, definitely a, a world level competitor. And that, you know, I'm starting to kind of um, psych myself up for whack, uh, but we, we do have to get into the, to the, you know, the whole, uh, uh, you know, war thing uh, that we'll talk about, <laughs> but uh, uh, minor details, minor details. Um, but I, I would say that, I mean, even at, even for you, sure. Yes. Uh, maybe, I mean, you're not a season unlimited competitor that, that that's, yeah. there's not, that's not even, that's, that just is what it is. But, you know, I, I would imagine for all the likes of most of the members of the team, it's kind of like racing. You're, you're sh- trying to shave off, you know, a half a 10th here and there. Right. It's, that's probably, you know what Craig and 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 everybody else is going to be doing. I can't imagine there being any real egregious things, and especially when you've been doing it that long. Unless you pick up a bad habit, which I'm somebody that like if I didn't have eyes on me all the time, even even through a season, like I'd come back right. It would be me at the first camp. They'd be like, "What the fuck did you do to yourself for the last six months or seven months, dude? Like what? Yeah. Like it, it's going to take." two camps to unfuck myself and then get back to the baseline of where I was before. That's just how I, how it is. You know, I don't know. It's, I would imagine that, uh, you know, all those coaches, but even, you know, Coco obviously being very familiar with most of the, uh, uh, members of the team, but, you know, having Ivanov, uh, put eyes on you guys, obviously it's a different perspective, but I can't imagine anybody being like, you know, back to the drawing board with you because <laughs> it just, you just yeah. I don't even think you could fly unlimited like that. No. And like your time is limited with them. Yeah. You know, um, but for me, it's great. It's like, I'm getting, um, you know, a seven course meal of aerobatic coaches. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, think, so, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and, and even the sport, it seems like the, as a whole, you know, pilots in the United States right now, the quality of flying, I mean, the amount of pilots is increasing, which is great, but the quality of the, of the air, you know, the pilots are, is, is really getting well. I mean, or good, sorry. Um, you know, Joey Bowflex, um, this guy, Alex Goats, who's just flying his balls off. Alex um, is the man. 
Dude, Joey yeah. flew more than 100 hours on that airplane already. I know. I like the West Coast is is really crushing it. The Southeast has always had a, a big populace and um, there's a lot of pilots there. So that really, you know, was already a large, large group. Um, and the Northeast, I think it's pretty steady up here. But the West Coast, man, like there's a lot of good quality pilots coming out there. And it's, yeah. it's really exciting, especially to see if like they make the trip over to Nationals, you know, and they're not yeah. like intermediate or sportsman not not that there's anything wrong with that but they're you know advanced a lot of advanced and unlimited pilots and we kind of saw a drought say 2012 ish to 2016 ish or 17 ish you know in that in in those larger uh-huh you know categories even later 2020 whatever but now it's like you know there's a lot of people flying unlimited and now like a lot of the advanced team members that you know were part of the 2023 team 2022 2023 team um are moving up to unlimited so you know, um, it's great. I think it's great for, you know, positively speaking, to push people to do better. You know, it's not like, you know, it was five years ago, it was eight years ago, where there wasn't, you know, um, a shit ton of pilots, you know, flying yeah. these upper categories. Um, but it's also going to be really interesting to see what happens with everybody moving to, a lot of people moving to Unlimited, to see what happens with Advanced. Um, yeah. You know, and and I think we're seeing, it's like, you know, we have these groups of pilots within the within the U.S. Like you have the intermediate group, which is, you know, when I think of it out loud, it's like you know Lee Ubner. Um, oh my God, I'm drawing. A, How a long is Lee going to be an intermediate? Because because I think Corey. Yeah, you're right, Justin. Uh, I mean, so yeah, so like Justin needs to move Corey, up. Corey, Justin. Um, which who else is an intermediate? Corey's you know, going to move up. Is, it is like flying every category but like you know maybe you can fly to decathlon in advance who knows but um dumovic's saw uh, you know sitting in advance i yeah. say sitting but like you know he's there like i think lentz competitively will be advanced i would imagine yeah, i and i think you're gonna see like people that did similar to what i did like i never went nationals was you know it was uh, it's a big commitment for me to go to nationals i have to uh, take off work obviously my children my family you know and priorities so I wasn't going there for sportsman or intermediate. I only went there when I got to advanced. So I think that there's a lot of intermediate pilots out there um, that are very well, that are very good, and possibly, you know, other pilots that are flying advanced that, you know, started are starting to fly really well. Now they're like, okay, I'm going to go to nationals. So I think we'll see a, a little bit of an increase in that. And, you know, I think Bowflex, you know, Joey B is going to fly intermediate this year. And I think it's going to go right to advanced next year, if I had to guess. The that sounds like a big jump to me. It is. It is. But that's what the feeling I'm getting from him. If, if, he, if he continues to fly the way he flies, because, I mean, um, there's no way that, like, Britt Lincoln's not going to fly advanced. I'm uh, sorry, unlimited. Right. There's no way. She's There's no way she's in, in advanced still. Yeah. Um. So it's not unforeseen. I mean, she's had an absolutely meteoric rise. I mean, she's she spent basically a year in each category from what I yeah. recall. Maybe there's two years in the intermediate, I think. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so th that's a very quick climb. And it shows um, you like, you know, with her and Craig training together, like it's it being being able to train with people. It just I think it helps propel you um, It you know, helps you stay active in it. Obviously when you you're training with people that are very competent, you're going to learn a lot faster. So, you know, if you can find people to train with, 
um, and be around. That's it's just going to help you. I mean, that's the yeah. best part. But you know where where I am for a while, I was like the only one. You know, there were people you know on Long Island that had you know been on the U.S. teams and and everything in the '90s. But you know, me here on Long Island lately, I'm pretty much the only person. I think I am the only person on Long Island flying competition. I'd, and coming up this year, we have a lot of sportsmen guys that you know I've been flying with, and some other people um, who are also flying are going to start flying competition and sportsmen and possibly intermediate. So um, you know, it's for me, it helps me because you know, you when you're around it, it's like oh, cool, this is fun. Yeah, you know, and it keeps you active with it. So um, yeah. it's interesting. I think the U.S. like you know, I love the United States Aerobatics and. I love the IAC. I love what it has to offer. And I think that the, the thing, the puzzle piece that we're missing is um, maybe taking more advantage of the regions like the Northeast, the Southeast, but like making that more of a big deal as a Northeast region as a whole and Mm -hmm. linking people up to, to fly more together. So instead of like kind of similar to like my theory, not my theory, but, the reference of like France and, and it like those countries are so small in relation to us. So for them to get all their top competitors together, it's relatively not a big deal. Um, but you know, like we have AJ and, and in California, Jim Burks and, um, Arizona and Florida, whatever, you know, uh, Rob's up here with me in, in the Northeast. So it's like to get everybody to the center of the country it's it's a big deal when you're battling weather and you know, travel all that crap so but if we really segmented the country into quote-unquote different countries you know what i mean and just mm-hmm. kept it as that and formed a more potent um crop of pilots that pushed each other making um, the regions more making the the the, the regions li- like nations essentially yeah exactly and um and then maybe, you know, who knows? I can't even imagine that even happening, number one. But if, say, it did happen, and then bringing the, you know, using that as a qualification to go to nationals. So, like, if you can't oh, interesting. Percent, put, up, put up the percentages in your region, you know, your quote-unquote country, um, then you can't go to nationals. And then, obviously, I don't, I wouldn't say that now because, you know, we, we want, you know, we need people at nationals which is you know and we want people at nationals but say we had like an overabundance of pilots which most likely wouldn't happen. Yeah, um, yeah then you can put in that that qualification score or whatever um yeah but um you know it'd be i i think that maybe focusing on on networking with people and and getting them you know together with other people in their in their region to to train together because I love being around. I, you know, I feel like you can, it doesn't matter what cat, you know, you can have somebody with 20 years in sportsman and, you know, and me for, for argument's sake, and I'll learn, a, I'll learn a shit ton from that guy. You know, sure. that guy's got a ton of experience and, and seen it and done it and, and you can learn. And, and that's how you, uh, I don't know. I, these, that's why I say these training camps, like if you can go to an aerobatic training camp and, and like on paper, it seems like it's a lot of money, but I am telling you, like, the amount that it is, it is, you're getting away cheap. You're getting oh, away so cheap when you go to a camp. It's, 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 
uh, I mean, beyond value. You, you can't yeah, really and it's price fun it. too. I mean, it, it's it's a shit ton of, but like you learn. Like, gosh, it, it's I. You just have to kind of trust the. You got to go to one at least, and yeah, and and people will see. But um, but yes. Yeah, so um, maybe with the internet and Facebook and all that stuff, um, you know, people can you know make it more available it's, it's a little tough i will say in some areas like you know major cities where with airspace being an issue and getting a practice box and and things like that i get that but um you know there's a lot of a lot of i think gosh like two weeks ago or sorry two months ago <clears throat> some kids called up looking for hangar space and they were yeah the kids to me i guess they're like 20 years old or so and uh, they were looking at buying a pits and I'm like, this is freaking awesome. Like, hopefully they reach out to me. Like, maybe we need to find a better spot or a better way for them to, you know, the communication line to be more open, you know, and get them yeah. motivated and get them buying stuff. So I think the will is out there. I think people, especially pilots, um, want to do aerobatics, um, but it's a little bit of a crossroads or sorry, a little bit of a um, an unknown of of how to you know, get that first, that first foot in the door, that first step. Yeah. Well, you know, for let me them, ask you this. For us, it's easy because we've been in it. We know. Well, like, so let me ask you this because uh, this kind of, um, I've had this feeling and I want to see if it's valid, uh, a valid feeling or not. Um, do you feel like so far in 2024, the IAC has been a little quiet? I do. I, yeah, I'm, I'm I do. trying to figure that out. And I, and it kind of goes along with, you know, um, there's been a couple, um, like Monique posted a great, uh, a thing, um, uh, on the aerobatic pilots page on, on kind of getting started and, and, um, getting started within the IEC and, and the IEC has been posting and things like that. But I, I do feel like, I, I don't know if it's Jim, Jim, just not posting as much or the IEC not po- posting as much or not a whole lot of communication. And this isn't, uh, this isn't to start a debate or a dig or an attack or anything like that. It's just more of like, thinking about, you know, wh- how people find the sport and thinking about the sport. And then I was just kind of, it just made me kind of pop in my head. Huh. I, I just feel like so far this year, the IAC has been a little quiet as a whole. And yeah. I was just curious what you thought on that. I don't know. I mean, I do. I hear what you're saying. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I really don't use web pages anymore. Like the, no. the everything I find is, is either email or um, you know a link to something, and when I used to yeah. you know use social media more, but I mean the aerobatic pilots group um, is really taken over and and been the new acro exploder uh, much better, obviously. But you know it's a wealth of knowledge and got the people on that group a, that that can yeah. answer a question is is unlike and this isn't to toot my own horn at all. I have I have nothing to do with it other than the fact that I was just there in the beginning um the 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 people in there the the think tank that aerobatic pilots page is and the the people the caliber (laughs) you're talking the best on the planet are in there and we'll just answer a question around the world um yeah no absolutely it's pretty cool yeah no i i yeah that you bring up a really good point about the website stuff um you know i'm starting to struggle with this and and we're in a funny age right because uh, I remember pre-cell phone. I remember the internet becoming accessible and AOL and, you know, AOL instant messenger yeah. and all that stuff. Right. And then you kind of have this transition where like, 
Um, I love Instagram. I'm not a huge fan of Snapchat. I don't do TikTok. So I'm in that weird world, like, or that, that weird, uh, kind of space where I'm, I'm not a boomer, but I'm also, I'm not TikTok-y. And I'm kind of in this weird space. And I recognize that the IEC has uh, a very a varying, you know, age group. But now I'm starting to see things like, you know, like, do you know what Discord is? No. It's yeah. like a, it's a, it's an app, but it's, it's basically like a, uh, think of uh, Facebook groups, but it's its own thing. Yeah. So That's it's like a more robust chat area honestly we're back to aol and some messenger and shit that's basically what it is um but it's like it, you know you can join an aerobatic pilots discord and it's a, it's a chat thing where you could just kind of post and and it's this thread that never ends and that's it's kind of we're, we're seeing like this social media shift right and it's it's continually shifting but yeah uh yeah websites are hard um I don't know I if the, the other thing too is engaging is, in TikTok or anything like that, but I don't know. Yeah, I will say I, I really think that the IAC has done a good job. I mean, especially lately, but I think that um, certain how, how to put this, I think that more um, take that back. IAC chapters, I feel like just maybe need a more more of a push on on their end maybe um there's certain chapters that do phenomenal jobs i mean there's they have a million practice i'm not saying anything bad about that i'm just saying that um it's not necessarily the iuc's total responsibility to recruit members i feel like that falls more in a chapter and when you take on being you know having a chapter is part of the responsibility of of maintaining and increasing membership or, or wanting to at least right so um Maybe they need guidance, or um, are in a uh, in a phase where they they might need help or whatever like that. But I feel like they have a better pulse on the region, you know, as a chapter, and you know, and how to grow it. Because I think you yeah. know, if you were say a Midwest chapter as opposed to say a West Coast chapter, you know, it's a different clientele and how you approach it. So that's so um, true. Different cultures, right? So. Yeah, if I, you know, thinking out loud, maybe the IC has to put their eggs more in the basket of meeting with the presidents of the chapters and guiding them and giving them insight or ideas of what worked and what hasn't worked. And maybe having, say, a group session with, you know, all the chapter presidents being like, hey, we tried this. You guys should steal this idea and, and do it. You know, this worked with us or this didn't work. I mean, look what Joey Bowflex did with the food truck flying. I mean, it's yeah. not really necessarily an IAC event, but I'm no. sure he's pushing IAC when he's got his he had his uh, airplane there. So that was a no. Really, he and Nikki really have done a phenomenal job with that, and they they so they like built that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at um, the chapter in um, the chapter in Florida. Um, what's that chapter? Is it 23? And they have a million yep. practice days, and and. They're getting a lot of like uh, a lot of new pilots and a lot of training done, and it's it's super successful. So like, you know, what's their secret sauce, or how are they doing it? You know, are they are they letting are they letting go of the reins a little bit and letting more people help? You know, maybe there's a problem within the chapter that it's like an ego thing where the president and the VP or whatever the heck just want to try to do it all and they're not delegating. You know? Yeah. So yeah. I think 
the IAC um, possibly gets blamed for a little bit or a lot of it as far as membership goes. But to me, the way I look at it, it's when you when you're a chap when you when uh, when you organize a chapter and and unveil a new chapter, it's it really falls on that chapter to uh, to make it what you know make it something big if they you know I, I would hope that's what they want to do so um maybe well it's interesting IAC because you you see you see better. well you see that the the i think the newest chapter is the one in florida right where it's basically the chapter was focused on critique days like that yeah. was its its thing and initially um i was i had reservations about that um for a few reasons mainly I thought maybe it was going to dilute um, the chapter participation, you know, uh, that was already maybe struggling, not, not in Florida, but just, you know, you add another, um, you add another uh, chapter. It's just going to take away, uh, you know, from another chapter. I don't know that it did that, uh, but, it, but now it's kind of, you kind of come around full circle, or at least I come around full circle on the idea of, you know, maybe, maybe, the idea of having specific chapters for specific things is not a bad idea, especially in, in target rich areas like Florida, right? Florida, Texas, you can do it in California. Um, there, there might be a couple other places where like, yeah, there, I mean, how many chapters are in the sun, in the, in the Southwest region, LA down, right? So let, let's say LA, um, to, uh, Phoenix. I mean, there's, there's yeah. numerous chapters, right? Well, what if another one came up that was like literally the focus of this of this chapter and the chapter president is going to be to curate critique days? I, I, you know that's great because then because then you get other chapters involved coming to your chapter critique days. So I I think stuff like that where and you're so right about the participation level. You know it's really up to the chapter to to if if it's going to be a chapter needs to kind of step up and, I mean, and do do its purpose right. Yeah, why can't like if I was a say I was a chapter president of, you know, chapter five million twenty nine of Long Island, why can't I go to Oshkosh and say I print out, a, you know, however many thousand trifolds like a advertisement thing, and just make a sign like, do you live in this state? You know, grab one of these and have all the information on it, like the stupid thirty dollar year membership fee, the fact that you don't have to be own an airplane to join it, you can help volunteer this, does you know. This is where we, you know, just a little bit about the links to the face, Facebook or whatever the heck, and just give it out to like, or yeah, give it out or anybody walking by that lives in that area is going to be like, oh, let me take this. I didn't know that we had a chapter on Long Island. Like I'm from, you know, Connecticut or Long Island, whatever the heck. And, or maybe the IC can like make a huge, like say seven foot by seven foot map of the US and just have the pins in there where all the IAC chapters are, you know? Yeah. And for people to call, like just something visual to, to, cause I think people are, they just don't know how to do, how to get that first step. Like once you get the first step, I think it's pretty easy of, of what direction you could take. You know, you can either go full bore and turn your ass off, or you could, or you could be, you know, weekend warrior, whatever you want to do. But it's hard to get that first step in, into the club almost. Yeah. You and, really you know, know, another, another factor too is, um, you know, the IAC, is going to have to figure out how to capture um, a, 
basically a new market or kind of a new ideology of pilot. Uh, we had, you know, with the airline shortage, right? You had all these ab initio programs start up. You had airlines buying flight schools. And you've basically had um, the the pilot shortage effectively has been cured uh, over the last, I don't know, three years. Uh, so that's tens of thousands of pilots that have been made in a quick fashion that don't come up through. Um, I use the term grassroots. And t- I really mean more like what we know as traditional training, right? The uh, you knock on the flight school uh, door, you, you you walk in, you go to the front desk and you, you ask questions, right? Um, there's a, a basically a whole generation of pilot that has skipped that and has either done it through collegiate programs where if they are lucky enough, fortunate enough to go through, you know, uh, MSU or UND, um, maybe they get a taste of aerobatics. But the other programs, including other aeronautical universities, um, you may have no idea about aerobatics and what that is. And you got into professional aviation because, you th- you know, it's a good career move. But then there's this whole world that you get opened up to of like, oh, I can go fly an airplane on water. Oh, I can go fly helicopters. Oh, I can go I can go upside down in an airplane. Um, that's another thing where I feel like circling back to uh, Oshkosh and having that become a real IAC centric event again is super important because you're going to have these people go to the biggest yeah. show of the year in the United States, having never been in, you know, a, a, a recreational GA airplane. Like you're talking about people, this, this is really crazy, but you're talking about people that have never rented an airplane for fun. You know what I mean? Like really, honestly and truly they are career track zero to hero pilots. And they're by the thousands, literally thousands of them um, that can discover a world of, of really, really fun uh, things to do in aviation. And I think that's, you know, like it for better or worse, that's the market that we're gonna have to start going after uh, as an industry because they were they're in high quantity and they're young. And that's gonna be yeah. if they're going to do anything with it, that's you know, they're gonna be the ones that are gonna do it. I um, think the other thing too is like you gotta lay out the cost. And I yeah. mean that like the the most affordable way to do it, and whatever that number is, I think it's gotta be you know, um, made public. Cause I think a lot of people, when they see it, it's the, that gut, uh, what do you call it? Not the gut feeling. Um, that knee jerk reaction feeling is like, oh, this is millions of dollars. I can't do this. Yeah. There's no way. You know what I mean? And I think that like anything else, like even when you go skydiving, like, you know, the cost is out there, or if you want to go racing, you know, to rent a car or go karting, the, the cost is, is there. You, it's a known entity. So with aerobatics, it's really, you know, it's really not made public too well. I mean, you can go on and see what a super decathlon rents wet, but um, how many, you know, how many hours really is it going to take me? How many hours a year do I have to fly? Um, You know, like the specifics. And I think if you did that for, especially that, that under 30 uh, age group, I think it, it would entice them a little bit more, you know, kind of knowing what they're getting into because, I mean, that's the reaction I get from a lot of people when they they see me flying or whatever. They're like, oh, it's crazy money. And it's like, well, at this level, it's a little crazy. I'll admit that. Old but, Jeffrey Moneybags you know, here. Yeah. But like, you know, when I was in a Super D or just flying a cub or whatever, you know, they still think it's like just crazy, crazy money. And um, you know, there's, there's a lot of avenues 
to obtain it. Um, and it's, you look at these cars now, like, dude, I talk about this a lot. Like these cars are 80 grand, 90 grand for like a, an M3 or an M4, whatever the heck these kids are getting They're financing it. And it's like, you know, go buy a Honda Civic and finance a, you know, whatever, you know, for 80 grand or go partners with somebody and something for 80 grand. You know what I mean? Like there's, yeah, there's a lot of ways to do it. And I think that it's just not, the numbers aren't on paper for them to see and whether they still want to, or it's laziness, but um, if they knew, I think we, we'd have a better shot at, at uh, recruiting that, you know, even like, you know, if you, if you did the, the cost breakdown of primary and sportsman in a rented decathlon, you know? Yeah. It'd be kind of a cool thing to yeah, see. I mean, what is a decathlon rent for nowadays? What is it like two fifty an hour wet? A decathlon? Yeah. Super decathlon is probably more. I, I want to say. I want to say back when I was working for the school that had one, it was 260. And that would have been a couple years ago. So. And how many hours per year to fly a sportsman? Hmm. How many, how many many, uh, hours per pilot? Or primary, sorry, not not sportsman, primary. That like to take, to take somebody from zero to hero. Like basically well, zero to them competent, like with the safety yeah. pilot flying through a sequence. Shit, man. You could, you could probably even I do mean, that. The first in 10 year hours. is going to be a lot. Yeah. The first year is obviously going to be, you know, a decent amount of training and, and learning. I'm just, I would imagine this. you could do well. I, so it, you know, I, does UND, do they get tailwheel endorsements and do the takeoffs and landings or does Lentz do the takeoffs and landings? Um, I think they do everything. Lens is just there for safety. He hasn't, yeah, just a literal safety pilot. Liable as an instructor, to be honest. I mean, oh yeah, he's insured. He's the one that's got to be in the airplane. Uh, so and is, I just yeah. found CP Aviation's got a super decathlon for two hundred thirty dollars an hour wet. Yeah. Um. So plus you're going to need an instructor in there. So they have an instructor rate of eighty dollars an hour. So it's three ten an hour. So three ten times. 30 hours a year right yeah if you can get hit, yeah and i feel like 25 30 to, to be endorsed right table endorsement yeah. competent in the airplane to fly solo but you have a safety pilot for insurance and or i mean hell 30 30 hours you could fly yeah. you could fly primary solo yeah so that's ninety three hundred dollars ninety three hundred dollars a year seven hundred seventy five dollars per month that's less than a payment for it. so like you know, I think, I don't know. I, it's, I think there's people out there that don't know the, uh, the rates that might do it is what I'm getting at. And I'd be yeah. cool to see them, uh, to join in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I'm excited. I, I, I do wish that, you know, to, to wrap that subject that, um, some of the chapters that aren't as active, um, maybe call up other chapters that are, and and ask for help because i know that they're more than willing people you know in the sport are more than willing to help i would say or i would guess or bet um and uh and yeah so 2024 we'll see what happens <laughs> see what happens in the uh iac yeah i'm curious yeah I, I'm, like i guess there's been you know it seems like every year there's been kind of like there's been campaigns right there's been something 
you know, like the get your start or, uh, you know, national aerobatics day or, you know, these things. And I just feel like 2024, there hasn't, maybe there isn't like a campaign for the IAC this year. It's just kind of, uh, I, I say, I say coasting or cruising. Obviously there's so much, um, background work that gets done every year within the IAC and Jim and every, and all the elected folks that, that, that head that or, you know, always have their work cut out for them and, and work really hard. Just found that kind of interesting. I, I was just thinking about that the other day. I'm like, you know, it just doesn't seem the IC doesn't seem that loud in 2024 for some reason. I don't know. Not yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Game Bird's it's early. Been, the aircraft aerobatic plane manufacturers like Game Bird and Extra have been very vocal. Yeah. Yeah. I well, I got to so. tell I you, think... you know, more and more people are starting to get a little bit. Uh, I won't say angry at Extra, but. I'm here. I mean, everybody is talking about how there's not flying footage of the SX. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of buzz about that. It's interesting. It's crazy. Interesting. It's really weird. Um, I I won't say who said this, but um, so uh, I I was talking to uh, one of the partners who was picking up the airplane, my airplane. It was at Ray's Aviation in Santa Paula, which. The work done on this, I, I got to tell the group, I got to tell the, the, our listeners, if you need something done, I, I'm i not sponsored. This is not no discount, nothing. Uh, this is Ray is just somebody that I've trusted over the years. If I can't get a hold of somebody I really trust, um, like Southeast Era, which, you know, that that kind of that was like my I think mo- for most of us. Right. Unless we had, like our local IA, you know, outside of that, like Southeast Aero for so many people. Um, was kind of the the go to for the knowledge, the expertise. You know, you have a long running shop with extra, um, basically daily daily touches on extras, right? So they were a wealth of knowledge, and that's kind of that's that's changed. Um, you know, we've talked about that before, and that's it is what it is. Change, you know, the only thing that uh, is constant is change, right? Um, but Ray in in santa paula at ray's aviation is is on the west coast the absolute authority on extras and other aerobatic airplanes for that matter and you know he he takes care of aj's airplane uh in fact aj's um sc was getting uh i think it was a part that's why i asked rob i was like is he is it already going to poland um seems early but i guess it's not but it kind of is so i wasn't sure if that's weaponizing it <laughs> throwing machine guns on it um <laughs> but somebody somebody down there had made a comment that they were not they were not sure about the sx i won't say who it was um but they just were they were reserving judgment and were not convinced that it's going to be better than the sc and i've heard i've heard that echoed yeah i mean i love my i freaking love it I love my airplane so much, and it's so much more plane than I need, um, ever will need. And, you know, um, I'm, and I love the way it looks. I can't say that's a beautiful I'm airplane. Like, like in the, uh, the new SX, I feel like the laser, you know, it's got laser esque, uh-huh. you know, which is cool, but, um, I don't know. It's, it's different looking. And, um, Everybody that works for extra says it's amazing uh, for what <laughs> that's worth. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, I believe them. Really- I'll take them at face value. You know, I believe it. And I love, yeah. I love everybody there. They know it. 
Um, I I want to see it. I want to see a video of that thing. I want to see Francois Lavat inside that airplane doing his thing. I want to see Martin Sanka in that airplane doing his thing. I want to see like, a full sequence. Yeah, and then a straight answer like, "What's better, the SC or the SX?" None of this, or, like, or like, well, even like the if you're doing this figure and both, it's like overall, what is better? Yeah, what, what would you take? The winner? Yeah, you yeah. Know? I mean, even um, Goulian, like, like, I, like, honestly, can we start a GoFundMe to get Mikey G over to Germany to fly it and give us an honest breakdown on the podcast? Like, I mean, yeah. I, I would love to hear his thoughts on it because, you know, honestly. In the United States, actually, I'll, I'll even throw it out there worldwide. You know, Mikey's got a couple hours of seat time and extras, and he's flown a couple different models. Who's who better to give a breakdown on the SX than Mike Goulian? Yeah, I mean, honestly, actually, like, honestly and truly, he he he's definitely been with extra for a while. Um, yeah, and he knows his shit. So he knows his um, shit. He knows how to critique an airplane. He knows how to obviously knows how to fly an S uh, an SC. I mean, he's doing it at the highest level still. Um, I'm going to make a prediction and I'm going to say that, you know, because it's like, well, we'll see who gets one and then you'll know. It's like, I think that the French military team, um, e EVAA, right? I haven't said that in a while. I think that you're going to see that team flying both the uh, SC and the SX. I don't think they're going to stick to one. Interesting. I think they're going to, obviously with their government size budget, I think yeah. they're going to grab, um, I'll make another bold statement. I think they're only going to grab one SX, maybe two, maybe, maybe extra will guilt them into buying two. Um, but you think they stick with extra because oh, yeah, I've heard 100%. rumors of uh, uh, some other teams eyeing the mx and i'm not saying that i've heard that the french team is eyeing the mx it's a it's a different country but um i've heard orders have been placed i've heard airplanes are in production yeah. and i think that i mean you can't put it past the french team or the mil i don't think the military team is going to get an mx because i think that um the support the product support and the airplanes proven from extra is 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 working out really well i don't think they're yeah. gonna switch well the platforms um, the, i mean can you imagine can you imagine the even uh you know the the non-military teams in france can you imagine if they switched and it hurt them how crazy that would be right if they if they went away from extra yeah i i, I agree with you I, I don't see them going away from extra it's an interesting no. theory about one sx though because i feel like I guess maybe a, a good transition year to see if they like it. And well, then they can they, the, either slang it or the generic you know, thing that's going on is like the SX is better for freestyle. So um I hear that. You know. What does that mean though? You know what I mean? Like I, I I've heard you know the outside flicks, um it outside flicks better, but like like quantifiably, quantifiably. No. What does that mean that it's better in freestyle? Because I still don't see how it holds a candle to an MX in and how freestyle. Much better could it be? I mean, the SC outside flicks, I think, pretty good. Um, you yeah, know, it's and, got a tremendous elevator, a big rudder, and you know, it's the mass. Is, let's, I mean, let's I, face I understand it. the mass on the SX is a little more centralized, but like, 
Um, yeah, but like the the SC is not really a slouch. I mean, you know, Rob uh-huh. is is the the freestyle goat, but it's not like he's it's not like he's got a fifty five percent lead at the end of freestyle. You know, at, at worlds, it's like it's not like second place is never it's not can't hold a candle you know um even last year i mean the scores are pretty close you know for freestyle and um those are all in scs yeah um it's it's an incredible plane um it's interesting that i just found it interesting um the the unveiling of it i thought that they would have come out with a single seat uh ng type thing you know like uh, a short and a fuselage of the NG and made a single seat variant, but um, it's, it's a lot going on. And then like the other thing that I want to talk about, you know, next podcast is uh, having is which to place airplane. Is, say you have somebody looking for a monoplane at two uh, or two, you know, two places. What do you get? Yeah. You know, That's right a, now it's like you got NG, LX, Gamebird. Um, and I'll even throw an MX2 in there too. So like out of those four, I'll even throw a Sukhoi 29 in there. Um, if you can find one, find a good one. Um, out of those airplanes, what is the best plane to get? And the mission is uh, definitely not unlimited. Um, you know, you're, you know, somebody who's really amped to, to fly aerobatics, you know, snaps, rolls, you know, good verticals, or you could do some rotations up. Maybe like or, recreational, you know, recreational advanced kind of thing, you know, like some exactly. advanced maneuvers, freestyle yeah. maneuvers, but, um, something that's not going to hold the pilot back. Yeah. Yeah. Something that, that you're, you're not going to run out. The average pilot wouldn't run out of capability with. Yeah. Ever. so like what do you get i mean game you know game bird i i happen to really love um i've never flown the ng but everybody's loving the ng and yeah. everything's priced very similar uh-huh. um does it come down to ergonomics does it come down to you know what is it uh, you know what is it well and here's another thing is like we're still do, do you feel like um I get, and I'll throw the NG in this camp too, but like I feel like we we we've we've had some potential growing pains that we've heard about the GB one, um, with with some stuff, right? Um, but nothing real definitive on how this airplane is going to last five, ten, fifteen, twenty years. We know extras last. We know where they fail um, over time. Uh, at least the um, you know your standard steel tube extras i'm not sure about the ng you know being uh monocoque um another thing too is i was actually kind of shocked at the sx like going back to your point about shrinking the ng that's basically what the sx should have been it should have been a monocoque um sc version that's redesigned better for freestyle that really kind of would have been an ng you know shrink the end right. the, the monocoque structure down for a single seat maybe you can lighten it a little bit more and and give it uh, a more aggressive tail because it's experimental and, and off you go. I'm a little surprised at a modern airplane in 2024 being steel tube, you know, still, but, um, 
Yeah, I, um, yeah. you know, we're still not seeing game birds in in competition in high numbers at all for for the amount yeah. sold. Um, I'm really excited to see Joey compete in his. Um, not to see how how he does. I mean, I, I obviously want him to do well, and I I can't wait to see him progress and 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 uh, f- achieve what he wants to achieve. But like, just to see the airplane, you know what I mean? Like, there's a little bit where I like want to just see the airplane go through intermediate surrounded by other airplanes doing intermediate. And I think that's the thing the, the SX is going to be the same thing, but in terms of two place uh, variants, I'd love to see the NG and the GB one both kind of be flown in a category where you can compare and be like, Oh, it looks like this. Oh, it looks like it does that well, or, Oh, that is struggling. Or, you know, how does this airplane perform? Cause we know they're fast. Uh, we know they're a composite. They're all composite. We know their price. Um, yeah. Does it just come down to ergonomics, or is there something here that really stands out when somebody flies at intermediate or advanced that really separates the two? Probably yeah, not. It's still it's still relatively new. I think that when extra first came out, they didn't really get, you know go to a ton of competitions. I mean, there's still a lot of pitses and zlins and lasers, yeah. and you know, it took a little bit for them to. But like I think that they're they're not really targeting the uh, aerobatic competitor. I think they're they're really looking to form a community and grow off of that. And you know, a go fast, long distance, highly you know high performance you know machine um, is what they're they're. Going. I think they understand that most people aren't going to fly advanced and unlimited. So um, you know, I, I think that they're they're really not going for that i mean it seems like with game fest and the people that go to that they're not really too much into the iac you know obviously you have you know here and there but um and i think it's one of i think it's a major selling point i mean that's that's kind of what i'm thinking is like when you get a game bird you get you get a great community you get to go to this cool event um you know it's a very highly it's a highly capable aerobatic plane for sure community is so cool it's kind of like uh you know, I, I mean, I feel this way being a part of extra too, you know, uh, where like you kind of own, it's like you own a, a Corvette, right? Like you see somebody else in a Corvette, you say, Hey, or, you know, Porsche or something like that. But like game birds really taking it a step further to where you really feel a sense of pride being a part of something. Um, and they've really captured that, that demographic, whether that, whether that has any virtue in aerobatics or aviation, um, is, is irrelevant the the fact that it that it is something that is so cool and tangible and uh attractive is really something they they really did i will absolutely give uh my my hat is off to philip um it is super and i think cool. that unless you know somebody like uh for say like you or you know ghoulie you know these guys that that kind of know extra that can get you get the future customer in the door like i feel like game bird is a lot more um uh has a not sorry word here um better presence and and letting somebody come in and see their product like yeah. they have a great facility um it's very welcoming um you can go demo their airplane and you know one's always readily available to fly um they have plenty of parts you know their product supports terrific you know, so it, it's very, um, I wouldn't say overwhelming, but I think when you go there, it's, um, 
it's it helps to help sell their product without a doubt. You know, you go to this yeah. great state of the art facility, and I haven't been to the the new addition that they did, but um, it makes you feel like the price that they're charging is is worth it because of the amount of money they put into it. Yeah. Um, and like, like, I don't want to be like bad against extra because their product is, you know, they've they're amazing, uh, but they don't have that. You know, you don't go to the land and have that same feeling pulling up as you do with Gamebird. And I no. think that for some customers, that's that's uh, I think that's the difference in what they're going to buy. It makes you feel special. You know, it, it certainly um, and I'm I'm a sucker for that stuff, you know, like um, yeah. having owned different types of cars and and how you're treated when you go to a certain dealership of a certain manufacturer is different it's you know and when you buy you know an expensive car like um certain manufacturers like that you just get treated differently there's there's different things afforded to you um even even cars in the same category like you know you you pay seventy thousand dollars for one car and seventy thousand dollars for another the way you're treated varies and it's like well did you buy that car what did you buy that car for? Right. And, and you buy an extra because it's an extra, but you don't, you're not going to get any of those extra, no pun intended frills on the side. Whereas you might buy a different, uh, airplane that's, that's just as, just as, uh, that's equally suited for your mission. Right. I won't say equally capable. I won't say equally manufactured, like that can all be debated, but equal for your mission. Um, and on top of that, you get the red carpet treatment. You get a phone call from Philip or, or a letter. Hey, you are invited. Come on out to Bettenville for our annual, you know, Game Bird Fest or, you, um, you know, you get a box of chocolates in the mail. That that kind of stuff. I'm a sucker for all that stuff. And they've nailed it, dude. They've they've absolutely nailed it. Well, do you think that people are buying Cirruses over Bonanzas because of their that treatment, that type of treatment? I would say 100%. I would say absolutely. Because I would I say that- something. I would say Textron is is an old style manufacturer, right? Um you're buying your if you buy a bonanza, it's the same button riveted, uh, you know, aluminum skinned airplane that's been made for the last what 50 years, 60 years. You're not buying that airplane because it's um wowing you. It's the same shit. It's got okay, cool, it's got a glass panel. Great. You know, it's 1.3 million dollars. So yeah. if you're gonna go buy an airplane that's modern, it's it's made modern. It uh the company thinks modernly. And does those kind of red carpet things? They wheel you out to uh, Minnesota, working, um, and you you get the red carpet treatment. You get trained there at their facility with CSIP instructors, and you get you feel like you're being brought into this thing. Yeah, it makes you feel good. Absolutely, I would I, I would absolutely believe sure. that people would do that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, because like the people that I feel like the people that are buying bonanzas um, know what they want already. They don't have to be sold. You know, they're buying it because, you know, they've always flown it and they're getting another one or like they know somebody who's flown it and they it's true, you know, tried and tested. Um, you know what I mean? It's like a known quantity. But yeah. the people that are kind of new or don't have a mentor or whatever, and they're looking for something, you know, they want a four place airplane or, you know, and 180 knots, whatever the heck. And, you know, what are your choices? You know what I mean? It's well, like where else can you buy community? You know, you're exactly. buying community at that point and you can't, you can't buy community every, everywhere, especially if you don't belong to the community yet. Like you're so right about like, like 
you know, if somebody knows me or if I know somebody, uh, that's one thing. But if if you're just like, hey, I saw a cool airplane. I'm going to Google that tail number. Oh, that's an extra. Huh? Well, I'm, I don't never seen that before, but I want one or I want to know more. You don't you don't know where to go. You don't know what to do and you don't know who to cool, find or right? who to ask. Yeah, that person. Yeah, you know, it's, you look at a game bird. It's like you can you buy your way into a community of like minded people. I bet, you know, I don't know if this is true, but I'm sure there's either group chats or again, discords or or groups where it's it's owners, you know, so it's like you can you can sh- sh- talk shop with owners and yeah. and do all that kind of stuff. I love that kind of stuff, dude. I really, really love that kind of stuff. Do you think that we're going to see that from extra down the road? And will we be taking credit for it? Um, I, I do not think we will see that from extra because I just don't think they, they, they feel the need to do that. I'm not sure that we're going to see, um, I'm not sure that we're going to see extra shift into that market because honestly, they probably already should have, you know, cause it takes time. I don't know. I don't know. This sounds mean, but we've talked about this so many times over the years. It's like extra is just, it's a very German way to sell airplanes. It's the best. So yeah. buy it. Oh, you want a t-shirt? $25. Um, and I love them. I, I love them to death. They, there's part of me that's like on one hand, I'm like, they don't need to do that shit. They make the best airplanes on the planet. They don't need totally. to, they don't need to wow you with a, 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 a freaking coffee mug that says extra on it. The, the airplanes, speak for themselves but that's a very that's not how most consumers consume products right you know when you buy a ferrari you want the hat yeah, yeah. did you just you spent five hundred thousand dollars on a ferrari but there's something about the free hat because you bought a ferrari that means something right it's like that's the thing it's um i remember buying my first brightling and I got mailed. Um, it was a hat and a box of chocolates from Switzerland. And I was like, holy shit. Like I'm, I'm a VIP. Was I a VIP? Of course not. They give that to everybody that buys a Breitling, but still it's like you feel special. And it's that little shit, dude, where I, I think it costs companies nothing, dude. It's a, it's a line item, you know, on their PNL. Yeah. It's nothing. It costs nothing to make swag, cheap swag that you can just give out. Yeah. Um, but it makes, I think it's that some of those things make people feel so special and I'd love nothing more than to go to Bentonville with a check for 600 grand or whatever, a, a GB one, you know, with all the bells and whistles cost now it's more than that. Cause we looked it up or you looked it up and showed me. Um, but it's like you hand Philip a check and it's like, dude, if I got a duffel bag and a, and a hat and a coffee mug and I don't know, you name it, I'd be, I'd be through the moon. And it's like, oh, I get to meet yeah. six more people that own game birds and oh, I'll see you in the in in the summertime for game fest. Yeah. Dude, awesome. And it just it really doesn't cost much to do any of that stuff. So I don't know. Um, I've heard of talks of Deland doing something like an annual thing or a, or at least a open house or a grand opening, but I mean that's they've been open for months. I, I don't know. I know yeah, I mean, or I've heard the SX may be on its way there. We're also, um, it, it, they're at a disadvantage as well as far as um, the company being backed. But as far as extra goes, and I, yeah. I you know, definitely um, can understand that. 
Um, but I think, you know, I, I, I really like what game bird is doing and establishing. I, I really think it's great what they're doing with yeah. the community company wise. Um, the they, they're nailing it. Yeah. I mean, and the plane is great. Um, I've, I, I think it's a great flying airplane. I think you do a, a ton with it. And, um, what you call it. And it, for, for somebody who's never flown a monoplane and moving into a monoplane or, um, who's not going to really go past, you know, certain levels, like it's going to come down. I feel like it's going to come down to feel, um, if you yeah. like the way it feels and, and how you fit in it. Um, and also salesmanship, I guess. Right. Like how selling yeah. a person. Um, yeah. And it, and there's going to become a point where that's going to matter. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know what NG sales are doing. I know the SC, you don't need to sell the SC, right? Um, yeah. But the NG, maybe you do. You know, I, I don't, those aren't everywhere. Um, they're around, but they're not everywhere. And it's not the ultimate, like, like an SC is for, it's not the pinnacle of single seat, unlimited experimental uh factory built airplanes it's a it's a you know two-place certified aerobatic airplane that market's a little more saturated and honestly game bird's way more visible when it comes to that market so if you google i don't even know you know i'm gonna google two-place aerobatic airplane i'm gonna see what comes up i'm just literally curious yeah oh sky combat ace fucking comes up jesus christ oh my god aviat aircraft came up oh aviat dude yeah, look, MX. MX is the third one. Oh, e- extra came up. Okay. Gamebird's the second. G- Gamebird didn't come up for me over here. Probably. Uh, MX2 came up for me. You're a game hater. I guess I'm so. Game lover. I almost want to become a Gamebird dealer. Great. Give me a demo to keep here. Let me ask you this. Oh, here's Game. Gamebird's kind of at the bottom for me here. That, dude, that would be awesome. Let me Let me ask you this. Do you think extra planting its roots in Deland is a detriment in the U.S.? Because I think it is. Where should they be? I think they should be more central with a dealer network. Like, kind of going to your question, like, like um, we've heard talks right of of Gamebird um, maybe getting some dealer networks. I thought I remember hearing that of maybe somebody on the East Coast mm-hmm. potentially, um, but like. Yeah, dude, like you become a game bird dealer, it'd be sweet. I would love to do that on the West Coast. I mean, I, I wanted to do that with extra. I thought about that for a long time of of trying to set build something out here to so, like, sell think about it on the West Coast. I got these these two guys that I'm training. Um, one of them's already got an extra. If I had a game bird, and there's no doubt they'd be like, oh, what's that thing? Blah blah blah. I'm like, oh, okay, we'll go for a flight. Um, and that's just two people right there um, that could potentially just fall in love with it and not want to fly anything else or not even want to try to ng they'll just immediately love it maybe and then plus there's eight million people on long island and say i don't know how many number of islands i should have known that but um you know if the airplane's there and you charge like a cheap demo thing just to get back to gamer for you know wear and tear on the airplane i mean have like a partnership thing try to form or you know having it available to try out i it's like test driving a car like i think people just need the availability to try it out yeah 
Yeah, I agree. You know, because it's a great, I, you know, I, I, I like it. I, I really enjoyed the airplane. Um, and I, for I me, gotta fly one. I get I the, fly one. I get the purpose. I really get the purpose. And, um, you know, some people like, you know, we've heard people that don't, not necessarily don't like it, but say, oh, it's not, it's not an extra. It's like, what's your, what's the mission? Like, you know, an NG is not going to fly unlimited and win. No. Like, you know what I mean? I, unless, well, maybe with Rob Allen flying it, right? Or, or a good, somebody crazy. I'm, I'm just saying that, like, also look at where, look at where two place, um, aerobatic airplanes have gone, right? Like, they, they are faster now. They, um, you know, the fuel systems are better, right? Like these, these airplanes have come a long way from, from my airplane. You know, they're, they're, and they're really closely matched too. You know, they're, they're way faster than mine. The, the, you know, single header tank or extended, you know, with, with wings, but like 25 and 30 gallon header tanks now, you know, um, they're, they're, mm -hmm. they're simple airplanes. They're, they're fast two place certified aerobatic airplanes. Um, I, I think they're, I think they're really closely matched in a lot of ways. So you don't have that huge variance anymore in the two place composite monoplane space. I mean, and kind of, you know, in terms of certified, they're, they're it. Right. Yeah. If you take away the certified part, you got MX two in there. Um, that's a different, that's a different animal, but I think the GB one and the, and the NG are really close. I think they're really closely matched. Yeah. It's, it's tough. Cause I love extra. I love the way they fly. So yeah. I'm, I think it looks I'm better. Just That's just personal preference, but you, just yeah. to your point though, it's like you're, you're picking something based on, you, you know, either the, you're not picking these airplanes one over the other because of a capability, right? They're both, they're both plenty fast. They both have the same engine. They're both the, around the same price. They have the same capability, the same G rating. They serve the same mission. So at the end of the day, you're picking it based on looks, comfort, how many, how much bullshit swag they give you and invite you to their factory. <laughs> yeah, like, right. I just sent you, I just sent you a picture of a uh, GB one with their single plate. I mean, the plane is. I think, I think Joe's, Oh, that, that I like that. I like that scheme a lot. Um, I think Joe's airplane looks fantastic. Um, I will say, um, Gamebird has painted some really ugly airplanes. Uh, yeah. I haven't seen an ugly NG. I've seen some real dog shit GB ones. I, I will, I will say that publicly. Um, they have some fucking hideous paint jobs on some of their airplanes, but some are, some are really cool. Um, and I, I, I really love Bowflex's paint scheme. I love this paint scheme. This white and blue is beautiful. Well, check that, out this one. I'm like, on a, let me, let me, I, let me, maybe I'm being selfish because like we have, I have extras in the hangar already and I just want a GB one there for my own. Oh, I like that. Right. Like it's Dude, that looks clean. Hot looking airplane. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, um, this airplane's a little bit more susceptible to paint. You know, it this airplane looks so different. Even the two, like, look at the two. I know it's the angle, but like, to me, the yellow airplane looks different than the white and blue one that you sent. Yes. It's, it's fascinating how this airplane is really made or broke 
on the paint it lives job. And die, like it the lives and dies by the paint job, yeah. It does. The NG, I haven't seen an ugly NG. Maybe they exist, but the lines on the NG are such that the paint doesn't really matter. Like, whereas Usually like the two-place GB ones are tough to get the paint right, but like the one I just sent you with the two-place, it's cool-looking plane. I, yeah, mean, I like that. I'm, yeah, so I don't I like know that. what to do. I don't know what to I like recommend. Like, what do you recommend? I mean, my recommendation was just go and fly both. And see I'd say fly both. You know, which is obviously, I think it's the smart thing to do. But like, part of me wants GB to win this, but I don't want to be selfish. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean? you know, I like I said, I, I it, you know, it's easy for me to say because I have a an extra to fly. That's a good looking so one. Like, I know, right? We got to take up take up that offer to go down to Benville. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. Gosh, it's growing on you, right? Is doesn't it grow on you to airplane? I, I I like the airplane. I the, here's the problem: is like I've seen ones where, or, or angles. I've seen angles, and I've seen paint jobs where I'm like, I hate that. It's I heinous. hate it. It's like I, I really hate it. I actually think my paint scheme and your paint scheme, for that matter, uh, would look really good on a on a game bird. Um, Imagine if the guy the uh, the guy I'm training with the LT sells that, and then um, the other person that we get two GBs. Ooh, <sighs> I like that. I'm curious too because um, he's tall, so I wonder how the uh, GB one fits with tall people. Yeah, and I, I've heard um, you know I've heard people complain about the comfort of the GB one versus the NG. I've sat in the NG. I haven't sat in the game bird, so I don't know. But um, yeah, I'm curious I think with the I, NG. Did we should set something up, dude. We we should really. I did sit in the NG. The NG is really comfortable. So is it? Is it better? Not better. Is it? If you're tall, does it fit taller people better than than the uh, normal extras? Yes. What I would say is that it fits a wider range of person without having to use seat pads or foam blocks or, you know. Um, because the seat's more adjustable. I thought I found it very comfortable. Granted, I, you know, I could, I could fit in just about anything. I'm tiny, but yeah, you're um, like me. Can... Yeah, we can, we can fit in anything. I would say that an, that an NG, I don't know that it's any better than, um, a GB one, but I would think that it's probably as good, if not better than my extra. In terms of fitting a tall person and being able to adjust the seat. Granted, my mine's not very adjustable. You know, I think the 300L gets one more notch of adjustability on the on the pan, the seat pan angle. But um, shit, dude, it, it, you know, if you're not, the t- I feel like the tallest person is going to fit in a in a midwing. Yeah, that could I be agree. wrong, but uh, I think the tallest person is going to fit in a midwing. But I think the NG is gets it damn close. Oh gosh, covered a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just sent well, it to uh, my two friends that I'm flying with. I think, dude, <laughs> can we let's try to set something up this year? Maybe we can make it happen at nationals to where you and I fly an NG and a and a, and a game bird and really give a breakdown on just. Granted, I'm not you know I'm not a competition pilot and I'm not an unlimited pilot, but like. I can put an airplane through enough paces to kind of see how an airplane behaves compared yeah, to another. Totally. And I, I, and then we do a, a podcast on it. 
That'd be fun. I think it'd be really fun. And I think it'd be really fun to fly both back to back. We should try to see if we can arrange that. I wonder, you know, Marcus was at nationals, what, two years ago. Um, I wonder if, if anybody at extra is going to come back. Cause I, I feel like Phillips got to bring the game bird this year to nationals. I hope he just, I mean, he just renewed his sack card. Did he? Well, he yeah. does. All, he always says, gosh, gosh. So I'm, I'm assuming he's going to be bringing it. Yeah. Uh, I, but I hope I'm hoping that he's like, you know, that he uses nationals maybe for practice or, or, you know, something for freestyle or something. Yeah. We'll see. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, and then like, I know we got a wrap, but <clears throat> the, uh, no, uh, no talk with Northern lights. That's been dead in the water, man. I don't know what's going on with that. Right. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know if that was April fools, probably April fools. We probably got hoodwinked. Then what was that airplane? Oh, I mean, it even had the guys and in, uh, initials on it. Andre yeah. Lordy's. Yeah. So. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it, yeah. I guess we'll just have to keep uh, keep paying attention to it. I mean, we're what's crazy is that we're we're already uh you know, we're into the into the beginning of the end of the first quarter of 2024. I mean, this this year's ticking on uh pretty quick. A couple more days it's going to be the 1st of the of March. Yeah. We'll see. It's exciting. Yeah. A lot of exciting things going on. It's exciting. And then, uh, next week I'll give an update with what's going on with the unlimited team. Yeah. When when is the camp? March twelfth. Okay. Yeah, like a breath away. Sweet. So, but uh, sweet dude, I'm, like yeah. pulling up to a camp with the best unlimited guys and Francois Lavat and being like, "Hey, <laughs> watch me, uh, watch me, Nene. <laughs> watch me, Nene. <laughs> watch me whip." <laughs> literally haven't flown like so like the first time nicholas ivanov's gonna see me i'm just gosh it's gonna be horrific no pressure no it's not it gives a crap no no pressure at all dude yeah. uh, you'll be fine um and then next week we gotta get a, we gotta try to get lil on we gotta get an air show I'm, I'm getting pumped for the air show season uh big time so we gotta uh yeah we got to get in the zone because uh, Blue Angels are coming to Travis Air Force Base in two weeks. And that's going to be the first show. So we got to get some air show pilots on. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's wrap this thing up. Um, guys, there's like a couple more days to get uh, BOGO on lift shoes. So go buy a pair of shoes. I'm sorry, not BOGO, but uh, deeply, dip, deeply discounted um, lift shoes. I had my dude. I'm telling you. I had my freaking shoes on. I had my alternates on this morning. Oh, I had to put those on. I was, dude, I showered at like six in the morning, ready to go. Had my alternates on because I was going to go fly. And then my youngest woke up like, oh, I don't feel good. I'm dizzy. I'm like, you know what? Just stay dizzy. You're going to school. But no such luck. Um, yeah. So I was ready. I, and I hadn't put those things on since uh november i was super man there's something about putting them on too kind of like when it, you know when a, a, you grab a leash and the dog gets super excited that's how i feel when i put my <laughs> shoes on I'm like I'm, I'm fucking going dude let's go <laughs> it's happening it's happening. yeah it's happening oh god um that's funny so yeah go buy some cheap uh some cheap uh awesome lift shoes uh as they're blowing out their uh their clearance stuff next month is bogo on flight caps and kneeboards 
Um, I personally don't use an e-board. A lot of people do, but the flight caps are pretty sweet. Um, if you don't want to use a helmet, you don't want your headset to fly off. The flight caps are freaking awesome. Um, and I've got guys, we, I got to fill you in too. Cause I, ju- I actually just got the email on this, but, um, we're going to be doing a helmet promo that you're going to want. You're going to want to use. So stay tuned Good. for that. That's probably going to launch in May. It's going to be sick. I promise. Um, big discount plus maybe some free shit. So head over to liftaviationusa.com. Use the promo code flycoolshit at checkout for 25% off most items. Um, Fly good merch. Um, I don't know what he has left to make, but every day Got we get texts of like, I just made I, this just hit. This just this is in the store now. This is in the store now. Like everything. Got diapers. Um, you got car tires. Why get a merch car tires? I don't even know why. Why yeah. he needs car tires. Um, umbrellas. Um, shovels. Houseplants. Houseplants. No, that, honestly and truly though, there's some sick swag. Uh, the uh, bottle opener looks freaking awesome. I got to order one of those. But go to flygoodmerch.com. Check out all the the stuff that's uh, just dropped on the website. Use the promo code ACRO, A-K-R-O at checkout for 10% off the entire freaking website. And go buy some uh, Fly Cool Shit shirts. Support the podcast. Keep the lights on. Pay for uh, pay for Jeffrey's uh, mag fix so he can go fly. Yeah. I'm fucking stagnant right now. <laughs> it's magnificent. Ah. I like it. Ah, I see what you did there. Yeah. Um, Hopefully I, I would have flown by next podcast. So I think I will. I think Friday I'll be able to go. I'm going to cross fingers for you, dude. And I'm going to try to fly too. So we'll see. Uh, hopefully next week, uh, next episode, you're you're going to hear a report on us flying for the first time in three months. It'll be it'll be a good time. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Sweet, dude. Well, let's wrap it up. We'll talk to you all next week. Later. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fly Cool Shit. Be sure to check out our website at www.flycoolshit.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes and Spotify. Any questions, comments, or feedback, shoot us an email at flycoolshit at gmail.com. 